And so, my fellow Americans, ask not what your country can do for you, ask what you can do for your country. I have a dream that one day this nation will rise up, live out the true meaning of its creed. We hold these truths to be self-evident that all men are created in We are exploited. We are downtrodden. We are denied not only civil rights, but even human rights. So the only way we're going to get some of this oppression and exploitation away from us or aside from us is come together against the common enemy. I don't want you to protest. I don't want you to ride. I don't want you to write to your congressman because I wouldn't know what to tell you to write. I don't know what to do about the depression and the inflation and the Russians and the crime in the street. All I know is that first, you've got to get mad. You've got to say, I'm a human being. God damn it. My life has value. Get together. Have a few laughs. Welcome to the show. Iowa Talk Guys podcast. Theo and I, uh, my name is TP. I'm Theo. Sitting here with Theo. We're sitting out in our undisclosed location in the middle of a cornfield somewhere in Iowa. <laughs> That's all you need to know. That's it. That's all you need to know. Sipping a little whiskey. Scotch, in this case. Yep, like real civilized gentlemen. So what did you want to do for the intro here, TP? Well, this is... uh. Episode zero, this is uh, yeah, kind of the intro to, if you're listening to our podcast, thank you very much for checking us out. Thanks for making it this far. Yeah, so far. And we want to thank you for uh, hopefully uh, checking out Twitter and all that other stuff. So today, what we want to talk about <clears throat> is the red pill. You know which one I'm talking about? I do. Yeah. I ate one. I had one as well. Sometimes you wish you could eat the blue pill again. Why, oh, why didn't I take the blue <laughs> pill? <laughs> yeah. But you know what? I'd rather have eyes to see and uh, know what's coming down the pipeline. Yeah, and it, at this point, it just seems so obvious. Why are more people not, do they not understand that so much of the information that we're handed, really, is prepackaged and it's meant to send a specific message? And meant to, I don't know if prove a point is the right thing to say, but there's an agenda. From who? I don't know. A lot of powerful people with a lot of money and... Yeah, people that uh, don't even exist, technically. Yeah, I bet. Yeah, I bet. I mean, they have people to drive them around and stuff, so... They don't even have social security numbers. I've thought the same thing myself. They're probably so powerful. Yeah. Who knows? But we don't know. We regress. Anyways, I want to talk about what red-pilled us. What made us decide to start digging into the, well, the search for the truth, really. The disturbing truth. The unfortunately disturbing, gritty, horrific truth. Yeah. And uh, I guess I will go first. My uh, my background, my whole red-pill experience was Loose Change 9-11, that documentary. I know. Right. <clears throat> and... Uh, so I um, joined the military when I was a young man. Uh, I believe we were going and fighting terrorists, right? They attacked our country, and how dare they? And, That's right. You know, what kind of sick bastards are these? And, you know, I 
had a, I mean, it's kind of dumb, but yeah, I had a family, and I was like, you know, I want to make this place safe. Let's do it. I had family members that fought in the Marine Corps in the past in Korea and World War II, and my wife's family had uh, Marines that fought in Vietnam and stuff, so yeah, let's do it. And uh, right before I got out, it was actually, it was to two guys um, that, that were my team leaders in my first platoon. So are these like NCOs? Or? Yeah, they were, I mean, okay. I was an NCO at the time too, but yeah, they were, they were, they were in charge of me when I was uh, first in my first platoon in the Marine Corps, uh, in the fleet. And, you know, I looked up to these guys and uh, they were talking about that documentary one day and then talking about how, you know, 9-11 was an inside job. And I'm like, <laughs> yeah, right. I can't, Ignorant. I can't believe you guys are saying that. Uh, I, you know, I work for the government. They're way too dumb to pull something that like that off. <laughs> There's no way they're so, they could have sophisticated enough stuff. Nope. Somebody would talk, dude. Seriously, like, and they're like, oh, this, you know, this, this and that. And the one dude said, he was like, go check out that that documentary and then get back to me. And I was like, okay. So and, loose change, and in in which. For people that have made it this far and don't know, I believe I've never actually watched Loose Change, but it came out like what fifteen years ago. Yeah, and it talked about nine eleven, maybe it, events leading up to nine. It went through the entire day of nine eleven and uh, up to you know the war games that were being played by NORAD. So they didn't. So a lot of uh, allegedly a lot of air stations didn't actually know that that was an actual thing happening because it was it was mimicking the exact training that they were getting and then you when you had Condoleezza fast forward you had Condoleezza Rice come out and say well, we couldn't have ever fathomed I don't think anybody could ever have imagined planes being used as projectiles and being rammed into buildings I don't think from this administration or the prior administration yeah except for funny because the Bush administration was running war games at that exact moment in time. You know, I've I've heard the same scenario. thing, and I say that I have never watched Loose Change, but I have watched some stuff that's kind of on that same level. They, they do like a really deep dive. There's tons of information, and and I'll be honest with you, dude. I sat there, I was blown away. I watched the movie multiple times. I took notes. I had notepads. I still have in my house notepads just filled up. And then I'd go and research that, and I'm like, what is going on? It, it, it flipped my world upside down. Days worth of stuff to talk about. But oh, let's, yeah, dude. let's back burner that for a second here. Okay. Was there anything else that kind of led you up to, you know, I guess. I mean, some there was people, a few things. Some people there call was, it cynicism, but you well, being a cynical person. <laughs> actually, uh, yes. When I was in high school, I had a teacher that uh, in the... In our government history books, and it was literally two paragraphs about the John F. Kennedy assassination. Okay, we talked about a lone gunman shot him with a magic bullet. Everybody is aware, in some way, shape, or form, that stuff doesn't add up. Right? It's right. kind of one right. of those undertone things. Well, in and, American culture, and this teacher, he was alive during this whole thing, so he watched all this unfold in real time. The whole. All, you know jack ruby shooting him and going through everything digging into it and then he's like and then then in this in our government history books that's only two paragraphs and he goes that's not right so he did a whole week dedicated to the jfk murder and then the last uh the last two days of the class we watched jfk oliver stone's jfk mm. and uh so that was like kevin costner yeah yeah great movie bunch of other people in there too i think right yes 
Oh, that, that one dude that played Dracula in Bram Stoker's Dracula. What's his name? Never watched it. That's another great film, but anyway, moving on. So, yeah, so that kind of, but I mean, I was a kid at the time, too, so I was like, whoa, and then I didn't really understand any of it, really. You know, I was like 14 or 15. I was like, man, I'd rather get out of here and go play my PlayStation. I was a senior in high school, and I happened to be in a class that there were more like underclassmen and like sophomores and stuff. Yeah. That morning. And which oh. was fine because my brother was in the same class as a lot of these guys and he's only like 18 months younger than me, you know, so whatever. We gave each other Peter taps plenty of times before. Oh yeah, good brotherly loving things. But and uh I just remember knowing things were going to change on that day. You know what I mean? Like it was a really yeah, was surreal a day, dude. Like I said, and I was a freshman, and I was actually in that history, that dude's history class when that all went down. When the first, when we got the announcement, and then we watched, we all watched the second plane hit that building because you know we're we were an hour behind. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We we did. We watched it. Yeah, we we're all sitting there like, I was like, I remember seeing that. Was like, is this a movie? Like, it was this recorded? Yeah, it wasn't believable. It was pretty wild. Yeah, kids today want to talk about being traumatized at school. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we literally just watched a bunch of people die <laughs> and had no idea how to, like, even the teachers didn't know how to take it, you know, and like. I remember we didn't do anything in school that day. Yeah, everybody watched TV. Nobody wanted to send their kids home right away yet because they're, remember the line? There's a, at the gas station, all those people were freaking out. I guess gas, I don't remember. Gas. There's a few gas stations that uh, shot their prices up. Oh yeah, the price gouging quite a bit. <clears throat> so one guy they ended up running out of town. I thought. I guess my uh, moment was I didn't really have a moment, but I started knowing, realizing probably 2004 time range something was wrong. After the invasion of Iraq. After the invasion of Iraq, which I thought, you know, yeah, let's go get those bastards and and whatnot, just kind of like everybody Training else did. them dirty terrorists to attack us. Yeah, 20-year-old kid, you know. Yeah, hey, I was there too, man. Dumb. I wrote a blank check. <laughs> Dumb as a cedar terrorists. plank, man. Hey, man. And But when you're 18, you know everything, remember? Yeah. Mm -hmm. So... You remember like 2004, the Battle of Fallujah and mm -hmm. stuff, all this stuff's on TV and yeah, this, we, what was it, the Sunni Triangle? I don't know if that was a, what it was called in Iraq, but just like there was just like a, a oh, those, triangle yeah, it was of the, cities and there was Saddam just... Saddam loyalists where Saddam treated them the best. So, so yeah. yeah, so, oh, the, well, it was Republican Guard back in the Gulf War, right? But anyway, I just kind of like, you know, mission accomplished banners came down on aircraft carriers. And yeah. The president flew out and stuff, right? And um, like, yeah. We got we Ladies got and gentlemen, we, we got him. And it wasn't long after that that it became real evident that Saddam Hussein didn't have anything to do with 9-11. Yeah. And then there were no weapons of mass destruction, which actually they did find. And Rolling Stone broke the story. There was mustard gas that was discovered in Iraq. Did you know that? <laughs> yeah, but uh, what didn't the U.S. give it to them? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that was the mustard gas they used to to uh, gas the Kurds up north. One of the many Obviously, things that didn't add up. That's right? yeah. That's why when the U.N. couldn't find any of the, the WMDs 
and the the U.S. government was saying, we know they got him. Sure, yeah, yeah. They weren't lying. Yeah. <laughs> Just like uh, uh, Mooney, uh, what's that? Paul Mooney. Paul Mooney, yeah, because yeah, they like, got the receipt. <laughs> no, 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 the, that, that was... The um, U.S. government knows that Iraq has weapons of mass destruction because the U.S. still has the receipt. I don't think that was Paul Mooney. That was Paul Mooney. Well, On the Chappelle show, he said it anyway. Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay. So... There was another guy who said it too, but anyway, it's hilarious. He's one. He's like my favorite comedian ever. I just can't. But then, and this isn't. I we haven't been endorsed by all that. You no, know, no, disclaimer no. prior to the show. Blah blah blah. We haven't been. But yeah, uh, I'm do gonna your bring, own research. I'm gonna bring up a name here, and it, that was like the 2007 time frame. So I said like 2004 started realizing stuff was wrong, mm. and then 2007, I heard about this republican running for president for in 2008 which we all know you know mm, that was ron obama. paul that was obama's yeah that was obama's first victory and but ron paul and i heard he's like anti-war and by this time i had kind of like been like realizing man this this isn't gonna end well you know what i mean so I heard about this well, guy. You woke up a lot quicker than me because I joined the Marine Corps in 2009. <laughs> well, I, I didn't wake up till 2012. First of all, like at this point in time, if we have any young listeners, you have to understand like Democrats had somewhat a somewhat convincing peace. Right, because at the about time, him, like, I mean, I remember anti-war. I dare I call it anti-war. It obviously wasn't genuine anti-war. <laughs> No, I mean, hey, you know what? Obama, I, I voted for him. I'm not going to lie, dude. I, like I said, I'm not an RD, dude. I'm, I was registered Green Party since I was 18, but he sounded good, like the things that he was saying. That dude was as slick as an X-lax turd, man. Oh, man, he was uh, slick willy. Dude, he, he, that dude's got some skills. But man. you know what? Hey, his, his, his election campaign sounded so good, dude. And it almost sounded just as good the second time when he went out for his re-election campaign because it was almost the same exact crap. Yeah. And by yeah. that by that time, I was like, really, bud? Yeah, well, I ended up getting involved in the Ron Paul campaign. Right. And oh, le- yeah. learning about sound money and reading books like Economics in One Lesson by Henry Hazlitt, The Anti-Capitalistic Mentality by Ludwig von Mises. <laughs> Oh, you read those? Yes. Good for you, bud. And uh, just like it just blew my mind that I guess I had always had somewhat of a feeling like if you're going to public education, even at a young age, I didn't do anything about it, but kind of like a feeling of like you're surrendering yourself to government education right now. I knew that. I was aware of that. But that was when I realized, no, it was a flat out indoctrination. It was Absolutely. programming in the if you look back into like in, in the early 20th century, um, I want to say it was like Sigmund Freud's nephew, Edward Bernays. Oh, yeah. Wrote the book. Propaganda. propaganda. Wrote, wrote the book. Propaganda. Yes. And they figured out that humans are programmable. Yes. In my opinion. And especially when you can show them things that they don't necessarily need but they found a way to show it to you that you want them yeah you don't need them for survival our basic instinct is to survive like cell phone that's the easiest one first one i think of 
But now look at the day and age we live in. There's literally people that have to buy cell phones, smartphone placebos. You can only call, text. Sure. That's it. Because they look like a normal smartphone and everything. So, you know, you don't look like some weirdo with a... Some loser. Some loser with a flip phone. What is that, a razor? (laughs) Some Motorola? Hey. Yeah. 2005 called. How's that Nokia working for you? Hey, you know what? Those Nokia bricks were awesome. I know. I bet you if I dug one out, if I still had it somewhere, I I plug it in, it'd still fire up, dude. Those things were indestructible. That's when like Nokia was like, let's build this like a Toyota car. <laughs> <laughs> but it's a cell phone. We should think about getting some Nokia burner phones, man. They got to still work. Oh, yeah, and have people call in on, on the show. That'd be cool. Yeah, I think we can do that with regular calls. But Well, so... Moving on. There were some you other were, incidents. You well, I, I mean, mean that's I guess that that's that's my red pill story. And that's great. And dude, I mean, uh that's awesome that you you had the sound mind to start seeing that at an early age. We, There's something going on and you can definitely feel something's wrong. Something is with, wrong now. With all this you know, with all the stuff going on right now. Russia right. And Ukraine and I know. What happened to the story that the Ukrainians were they were winning the war? Well, I think it's... I haven't been watching regular media. Has that story changed? It's, uh, it's pretty wishy-washy. I like to watch a lot of... Alternative media. Crazy people that nobody would think legit when they're talking about their stuff because... Well, that's the sad part is we were living in a day and age. I mean, that you literally can't trust the mainstream media. I mean... They've been caught in so many lies. Dude. This, is, this isn't our opinion, really. No, this is not they, an opinion. This is a fact. They have been caught in so many lies, but caught in lies in ways that show circumstantially that they probably have an agenda of some sort. Dude. Yeah. Basically, and then when they get caught in their lies, nobody's held accountable for what happened there. Absolutely. And the only way you can get in trouble in the media is if you sexually harassed somebody or you were anti-LGBTQ. But even that is weaponized, right? Absolutely. There are some people, it's tough to think of examples right now, but there are some people that have been completely vindicated after things like that. You know what I mean? Harvey Weinstein, dude, and he's in the entertainment industry, not necessarily the mainstream media, but look how long that guy got away with doing what he did. Nasty. And you don't think you don't think he has anything to do with any other types of broadcasting, any television? That whole situation to me boils down to as far as friends, like elbows he's rubbing. You know, I'm not talking about legal stuff. Or whatnot, to me, but. to me, it boils down to ladies, have some respect for yourselves. <laughs> Please, <laughs> ladies, have some respect for you're better than that. That guy could have. Not just ladies, it happens to gentlemen too. Whatever, dudes, whoever. If if it's by choice, have some respect for yourself. You're you're better than that. Some people, there's a thing, man. I mean, we're raised to, everybody wants to be a movie star, rock and roll star, now YouTube. Rapper. Yeah. Somebody, people want to, you know, there's a lot of people that have dreams of, you know, being big and famous and stuff and everything. And hey, you know, if that's your dream and that's what you want to do, go for it. But like you said, don't sell your soul for it because there's a lot of people, I think, in the not just in the entertainment industry, but in jobs in general that are willing to completely ruin other people's lives to benefit their own career. Yes. Don't be that scumbag. They're called sociopaths. And they exist Everywhere. at a hot, far higher clip than you might imagine. And they have a type of drive that most people would never understand. Yeah, like, success. 
And it doesn't matter if it comes at the uh, expense of somebody else, ex- whether it's legit or not. Yeah, look at the... Um, these are like uh, those uh, folks that were running Enron when they were going around telling their employees, you know, you should, you should, uh, should get a refi on your house and invest in this company. We're going places, right? Remember that? Yes. Yeah. And then knowing damn well that they're about to pull the wool out or pull the rug out from underneath these people. Like that is you are that's just pure evil in my and and those people did it just to benefit themselves. They, they believe knew their company was going down. They believe that they are of a higher order. Right. Therefore, they are not accountable. And just something I thought of earlier when you were... Bohemian Grove stuff. When you were talking about, you know, accountability of certain people and how certain people don't go to jail. For instance, like you you just brought up Enron, but the 2008, 2009 banking collapse, yada, yada, yada. I think it was like one mid-level manager at Credit Suisse went to prison. Yeah. Somebody that literally used the Nuremberg defense. He just did what he was told. Right. And he would know exactly. Have you ever watched Fun with Dick and Jane? It, sorry. Yes. If he was Jim Carrey's character. Okay. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, where they just hired him right before uh, they used him to take a dump on everyone else. So that said, what better evidence is there that there is us, people, regular people, going out there paying their taxes, working jobs, financing just, just cars, trying to raise our families pay, and have pay, a good time? Yes. And then. Just trying to live life. And then there's a ruling class mm-hmm. who is not accountable to the same laws that we are, the same rules and the same punishments. And these sick, evil people, dude. We we are literally the common man. We're living. I mean, even if you're poor in America, dude, you, you're well better off than a lot of people in other countries, dude. Third world developing countries and stuff. But, you know. We have a better standard of living than anybody else in the history of the world, dude. You know, I mean, we we eat. You go on your daily basis, you eat better than kings ever did in the past, right? Okay, <clears throat> so we have a pretty good standard of living. Things are not perfect, but here's the real sick part: is these people in power? That's not good enough for them, right? They can't just let you go. You know, find a job that you enjoy. Do something that can make you money where you can add value, have a purpose in life, and then provide for your family and take your kids on vacation and freaking take care of your stuff and just enjoy your freaking life. Ladies and gentlemen. They don't want you to do that. That's the really sickening part about it is that that's not good enough for these people in power is that they just, why, why, why do we deserve that? Ladies and gentlemen, all or all non-conforming genders out there. Whoever you are. You need a mud hut and a spear. Yep. And you need to be able to walk, which how what percent of the population's already screwed because they're obese. Like you can't even you can't go walk to find water. Hey man. That's all you need. Keep I was that obese. I was obese according to the the VA, I was obese and I you just got to change your life, dude. A lot of us are. Yeah. All you got to do is change your life, man. And trust me, you, you'll feel a lot better. I just recently made the change about six months ago. Great. Feel much better. Killing all my food with a spear. That would be so fun. That'd be challenging. Yeah. You get hungry for a couple days. Let's think about that. Living in some village. <laughs> living in some village. Wearing loincloths. Even the women have facial hair. And you guys got to go out and get something to bring back and cook over a fire and feed everybody with be rough if you don't you know you're gonna be hungry 
Nah, dude, I'll stick to my uh, air-conditioned house. Yeah, it's pretty nice, isn't it? It is. It is pretty nice. Yeah, cell phones are stupid, and they make us weak. They're very useful, too. I mean, really, when you look they at are. it, what was it? I used to tell this joke all the time. Remember, I bust people's balls out of the, the ballpark. I'm like, oh, yeah, it's too bad we'd be talking about something. I'm like, I don't know. When did that happen? Or, I don't know. I'm like, oh, too bad we don't have some type of handheld device that <laughs> can just give us information. <laughs> I always yeah. refer to it as my 21st century device. Right. Well, and there's the other thing, though, is like, yeah, I mean, we literally have the world's largest library at our fingertips. And, yes, there's a lot of BS on the Internet, dude. you got to have, you know, discernment and, you know, get multiple reliable sources, which is getting harder nowadays, believe it or not. Uh, but, uh, yeah, most people just use it for uh, complaining on social media and jerking off to Internet porn, right? I mean, yeah. let's be honest. A lot of people do that. Yeah. I. I know from experience because I used to be one of them. Right? <laughs> uh, the first thing is admitting, you know. It's ad- admitting you're an addict. Hey, you know what? Getting off social media and, and you know utilizing my phone for things other than just a waste of time really, I think it's been beneficial for my mental health. But we're trying to get on social media, man. Well, we're going to be on the show. I'm just talking about. Getting all of her information from Facebook. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's what's... Okay. Yes. So I still use, you know, my phone, like I said, I use it for media as far as getting information, but I'm not, yeah, I'm not cruising through Facebook and just wasting time. Like, yeah, I still... Man, Twitter's been fun since they turned it back on. See, and I haven't played much. I've been actually on Reddit a lot, dude. Yeah. You can get tons of information on that. Yeah. I mean, really, it's all on how you use it. It's like a college degree. Right? It is really, yes. That's a good one. I mean... It can break or make it, make or break you. Because ev- everybody's met somebody that's really stupid that got a college degree, right? It's yeah. all what you make of it. You're sitting across from one, buddy. Oh. Yeah. I didn't know you had a degree. I do. Associates, but... Yeah. Oh. Oh, that's nothing. Yeah. Hey, you paid for it, man. <laughs> <laughs> but we're going to use social media in a positive light here with this show yeah right? try to give people i don't know I, I, hopefully I, we can make honest, people think if you're gonna come onto our our stuff and straight up just to be a troll like we're not into the negativity we're trying to add positivity and value to people's lives right they don't care i know they don't care that's why we're just and you know what what was that statistic elon musk uh why don't we bring that up i sent it to you about how many he, he put in the uh a request about how many accounts were bots that were following him. Right. All right. So this is, uh, you know, we talked about our red pill, what red pilled us. Um, we know everybody's got one of them stories. We just wanted to share ours, let you know a little bit about our stories. Where we're us, coming from when we talk from, about stuff. Yeah, yeah. And why we're wanting to do this to try to help add value to people's lives, wake them up. Share this with your friends and family if you don't have the heart to talk to them. Actually, because we really know how hard it is to talk to some of your family members. Yeah, absolutely. Stuff. You know, you love them. We get it. We love our families. In the household. Sometimes they just think you're crazy. <laughs> Turns out. But you're not. You're not. And and that's what we're doing here. It's yeah. like I, sometimes I, I listen to, I remember before Rush Limbaugh passed away, like, I was like, I never thought that this dude would sound like the most sane man on the airwaves. Oh, yeah. And he did. 
But uh, that's what we're doing, and that's what I liked about it is that I felt sane. This dude is talking about certain stuff, not everything. Not everything. That, like, yes, you know, that's what I'm thinking, not the garbage that MSNBC's. Yeah. Dude, even Alex Jones. uh, Yeah, it's like he turns out to be right. Yeah, I remember he's like, "Oh, your your dishwasher's gonna be gonna be listening to you, and okay. uh, oh, it your is. TV's gonna be watching you." And back in two thousand nine, two thousand, we're like, "Okay, there, Alex." But they, but it's happening. Fast forward twelve years, yeah. Guess what? <laughs> all of this data is being recorded. The gay frogs, the gay frogs. And <laughs> it's all real, dude. So it's scary. Keep listening, and that's we where stuff we're coming, coming down from. The pipeline. Yeah, that's where we're coming from. It might be scary, but hey, if you're more informed, you're you know. To better combat your enemy is to know your enemy. We're with you, and we're going to try to move this in a positive direction. Yeah, we want to add value. You guys need to start growing gardens and stuff, learn how to live a little self-sufficiently. I got four tomatoes planted today. We got, yeah, we got stuff going on, and you should too. All right, thanks for listening. I will talk guys out. Woo!